0: relax buckle in it's going to be a wild ride under those things don't quite go together sit back relax and buckle in but it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to get the conversation started right now and as always don't forget if you like what you hear please rate and review our podcast it is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Kelly Glover. She specializes in booking podcast tours for entrepreneurs and authors. She started podcasting in 2007 and has an 18-year track record working in media and talent management. Kelly is the founder of the Talent Squad and is here to teach the benefits of the podcast guesting strategy and how you can not only get ready to pitch and get booked, but also how to actually ace your interview. You can find more about her and what she does at thetalentsquad.com. That is her website. Kelly, welcome back.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again, Mario. I can't wait. I love chatting with you.
0: Oh, at Feelings Mutual is so much fun. We had a great conversation in the last episode, so if you missed that, go back and listen to that where you you can hear all about Kelly's story and how passionate she is about media. And let's talk a little bit about media and your passion for media because we talked about how – I, you know, me personally as a host, I get pitched all the time to have guests on my podcast, which is a good thing because as a host, you want to build up to that point where you don't have to sit for hours and search for people. Whenever there's a time where you're thinking like, I don't know if I'm going to have another episode because I can't find a guest, that's a little bit of a scary place to be in, right? So when you're getting pitched day after day, it's a good thing. It's And one of the things I learned, I like to watch biographies and I was watching recently Garth Brooks. His, his biography. And he said, one thing that he says is very powerful was everything that's a blessing is also a curse. And that really rang true to me because it's like, yeah, it's a blessing to have all these people pitching, but you'd be amazed how many of them pitch in a very unprofessional way. It's either copy paste or it's not very well thought out, or you can tell that it's not about bringing value, mutual value between the two of us. But it's about I want to be as in front of as many people as possible because I want to make more sales or I want more clients or something of that nature, which is totally fine. But there's professional ways in which to do it, which is what I'd love for you to speak to.
1: Absolutely. And I'm glad you've given some real life examples of that. So I think that the first thing when you're pitching a podcast is, are you a fit for the show And is the show a fit for you? It's a two-way vetting process. You might want to be on Tim Ferriss' show, but it doesn't mean you're, you're the appropriate guest. So it's figuring out which show to pitch. That's step one. And then step two is what are you actually writing in the email, the actual meat and potatoes. So the first thing you need to get right is the subject line. Otherwise that will not, your email won't even get opened. And then it's what you said, offering value to the host. So what a lot of people do is they make the mistake of making it about themselves. A pitch, even though you want to get on the show, you know that the host knows that. It's actually not about you and it's not even about the host. So if you think of that relationship, it's actually between three people. It's between you, it's between the host, and it's between the audience. So you go straight to the audience and you say, this is what I'm going to teach the audience. And that's what your pitch is about. And you're the person that delivers that message. And the message is, this is the problem I solve. This is the value that I bring. This is what they're going to learn as a result of hearing me on the show. Podcasts are educational. People want to learn stuff. So what what's in it for the listener? that is what a real pitch is. It's not, hey, I want to come on your show and I want to talk about this and my book and me. It's actually got nothing to do with you. You're the vehicle for delivering the message. So that's the first thing I would say about pitching podcasts. And this is a little bit of real talk advice from a producer that has been pitched a lot like yourself, Mario, and what I look for, but also for someone that's pitched thousands of shows and booked thousands of interviews. The other thing is that's, you know, step one, we've talked about vetting the shows, picking the show to pitch. Step two is pitching the show. I'm going to jump back to before that. And it's actually looking at your personal brand and positioning. And it is, who are you talking to? What do you want them to do as a result of listening on to you, listening to you on a podcast, that's your audience, but also What's your messaging? What's your talking points? Do you have those subject lines? Uh, What is your personal brand look like on the internet as far as websites, socials, messaging? Have you got your one sheet ready? Have you got your online press kit ready? What other interviews have you done before? People often jump all the way to, I want to be on a show, but they forget that you need to have everything prepped before. So that's pretty much the nuts and bolts of it can you do it yourself? Absolutely you can, but it's just having all those practicalities along the way and doing it in a professional manner.
0: I want to touch on one thing really quickly, because one thing as a host that I absolutely love when my guests have is a really well-created thought-out one sheet. That really makes my life a lot easier when I'm developing show notes, when I'm introducing you on the show as a guest, when I'm doing my research before we have our recording. I, I like to have a conversation with everyone before we book our interview just because I want to make sure that we have rapport. And being that we're only going to be on for 10 minutes at a time, I want that rapport to happen off the air because my audience doesn't necessarily have to hear all of the, you know, us creating a relationship. They want to hear the meat, the potatoes, the value, much like you're doing here when you deliver that. But that one sheet makes my life so much easier. So maybe you can touch on that because that's something that with clients that you have, with people like yourself who are professionals, I get that one sheet that is really, really well thought out, really well designed, has everything I need. But for the average person that pitches, having a one sheet is something I don't see nearly enough or really at all, to be honest.
1: Okay. So that's, I'm surprised by that actually. So a one sheet is boiling down your online press kit to a one page PDF and it's beautifully designed. It has your name at the top and it has your best headshot that is on brand. And then it has your bio, which is what, like 200 words to uh, broken down in the simplest form, and then it will have a sample of topics and talking points. Sometimes they'll have sample questions. We don't roll with that. We just do the topics. And then it also has how you're contacted all your socials on there that are clickable so one a person can look at it and they're going to whip around and get a lot of information just the visual information is a lot but then they'll get your background on you your topic and then your talking points so it's boiling you down into one sheet of paper am i interested in them am i interested in what they've got to say are they on brand and it really, it's not going to get you booked, Mario. That's not your decision from that one sheet. What it's going to do is get the check mark and be like, okay, moving on to the next step. The next step is vetting the person. So a one sheet isn't going to, the, the subject line is not going to get you booked. The email is not going to get you booked. The one sheet's not going to get you booked. They're all, they're all a key to get through to the next level to will it be a yes, You know what I mean? So you could get to the one sheet and be amazing. And then if you do a cross-check and verify, whip around the internet and find out that the website looks bad, the socials look bad, they're not active, they listen to one of their interviews, like that's going to be a stop and they're not going to move forward in the process. So I, I invite you to think about it that way. Guys, I cannot say enough about having every element of your personal brand that you are in control of and not just happenstance.
0: Absolutely. And one thing I will say as a host is when I get an email that's pitching me that has a one sheet attached to it, I take a little longer to look at that because if they have the t- if they put the effort in to make an appealing one sheet, not only do I know that my job's going to be easier facilitating the whole process, but it means that they've actually put effort into it and they're trying and they've probably been on other podcasts. So it makes me go and do my due diligence to actually consider rather than if they just throw something together and it looks like they didn't put much effort into it, then I usually just scrap it and go to the next.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's saying I'm a professional. I've done this before. And also here's a lot of work I've done for you up front. Like it's not your job as the host to do 30 minutes of work to figure out what you're talking about and like it, you really that's probably taken 20 minutes of work for you out of the process. So it's just a quicker path to the yes
0: absolutely. Now talk to me really quickly for just a couple of minutes about you're a guest. you go on these podcasts you get of course exposed to the audience that you know that the host has created with their show and which is very valuable in and of itself. How do you as a guest leverage that to its full capacity? Well number one, you provide value to the audience but there's got to be some call to action or some return that you want to generate from being the guest. How do you strategize that?
1: You and I are very big fans of Gary Vaynerchuk. And we spoke about that talking about the off air green room chat and think about jab, 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 right hook. A podcast is a jab. It's not a right hook. It's a give. It's not an ask. So the call to action for me is, you know, thetalentsquad.com, just the website, I'm not, I'm not asking for anything more. You've just met me. I don't expect you to marry me. I just want you to consider if you're going on another date. So think about it that way. So that expectation is that we've spent 10 minutes, 30 minutes together, whatever the time is, and you will decide if you know, like, and trust me and want to go on another date. That's it. My expectation is that's our first date. Hey, do you want to see me again? Yes, no. Awesome. It's not, by the way, I, okay, we've had our first date. Will you marry me? And in this scenario, the will you marry me is buy my book, do my $1,200 course, do the thing, whatever it is. Um, And a lot of people will do download my free thing or whatever the thing is. That's fine. You can have that call to action. But mine is hey, do you like me? Do you want to keep going? Here's where you come and find me if you want to get into this. So I think of it that way. And podcasts are earned media, it's not an advertisement. Um, so it's really all about expert status, elevate, reinforce, influence, being an authority in your field, meeting new people, being, you know, niche engaged audiences that are curated. And it's also the relationship with the host. So regardless, Mario, if anybody comes and looks at the talent squad or wants to continue a relationship with me, we have this relationship now. And to me, that's beneficial. That's a win. I've already won and it's also getting my thought leadership. Oh, this isn't really thought leadership on on this one because I'm not saying anything new or adding anything to the topic, but it's getting that out there. And the other thing is obviously reputation, which is personal branding, SEO in the show notes. So link backs to my website. And I'm also always getting asked different questions. So it's refining what I think, know, and deliver with regards to my messaging. So it's not getting one thing out of it being a podcast guest there's like 15 things that it do, that it does and none of it is by my book i don't have a book by the way guys just saying but you know what i mean like using that as an example
0: i love that i love the way you explain it because you know i really i as a listener to podcasts if you're a consumer and you're listening and you hear someone for the first time i don't even consider that as like the first date that's like the we're at a cocktail party and we're shaking hands meeting for the first time If I go to your website, now it's like I asked you, you know, you asked me out by being the guest. And now I'm saying, yes, let's go on this date because now it's all about the two of us, not the three of us in this group setting. And that's the way I look at it. That's why I love when I go on other podcasts, the only thing I say is listen to my podcast because. Oh, my
1: God. Mario, you've given me goosebumps. You've blown my mind. I'm sorry. I've just interrupted you, but I've never thought of it in that way. And you are so right. And you have just changed everything that I've thought about that scenario, which is amazing. And that's what podcasts can do as well. You're always learning something. And I know this stuff, but that has changed everything for me. Thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely. And to add on to that, the way I look at it is. When I'm guesting on podcasts, it's like what's the the call to action that I can get someone to get in a uh, to deepen the relationship with me, but also that's a very low commitment level on their part. So it's like if they have to download a free asset, they're probably going to have to part with their email address. And so would you walk up to a random stranger at a cocktail party and be like, hey, hi, my name's Mario. Can I have your number? Probably not. You'd probably be like, hey, how are you? What do you do? Where are you from? You get to know someone first, right? So it's like if I ask people now your website, that's another great, very low commitment level. Because if I go to your website and I browse around and I really like it, I'll probably click around and check things out. If for whatever reason, it doesn't resonate me with me, I can just close the tab and no one's the wiser. Same thing with my podcast. If someone listens to it and they don't like it, they can just stop listening and no one knows the difference. So it's very low commitment level. But if they do like it, then they'll probably listen to two, three, four episodes. They'll probably hit the subscribe button. Then after listening for a while, they'll begin to know, like, and trust me because they're hearing me regularly and we have that relationship. Then if I pepper my real call to action through my podcast, by that point, they're much more likely to go to the next level. Because we already have that relationship that we've created.
1: Okay. What you've just said, yes, but also jab, 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 right hook. Right exactly. hook. It's yep. a basic, basic concept, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And also reverse engineer. Like I've got a fake email. If I want to download a, if I want a thing, I'm going to, da- if a piece of content, I'm going to go to my fake email and I'm going to download it there. It's Duh. just like given that fake. same with everyone number, else. Right? Yeah. Reverse engineer. Would you want to do that if you went to somebody else? If the answer is no, don't make, I don't make people jump through hoops. You want the download? You want that info? Download it. And it's not even a download. Um, um, I mean, I do it because people like that for one of them, but all my stuff I've just got on the blog. Like you can get all that information for free. You don't have to give me your email. If you want to work with me, you're going to reach out and say, Hey, can I chat with you? And then that, that will be it. But other than that, here's how to do it guys or whatever the thing is, what you are, it, it's the, you can do it. You, you're buying my brain. You're not buying the, how to do the thing.
0: I love it. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being here, not only today, but also in the last episode as well. Such great conversations. I always love talking about media and podcasting. It's something I'm super passionate about and that I've been in the game for a long time and that I love and you the same way you've been in it longer than I have, but you have just as much, if not, more enthusiasm and passion for it that you've built over the 20 years that you've been in it. So it's just so much fun to talk to you. I want to remind people to visit you at squad.com. That's your website. That's where they can create that relationship, go on that first date with her and see, so to speak, in the media digital world with when it comes to business and see what she's up to, what she's working on. And if it's a fit for you, then you can take it to the next level from there. But thank you so much for being here and all you shared. It's been so valuable and I can't wait to speak with you again soon.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure once again. Thanks, Mario.